What up, world? Surpass first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. Let's do another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Got a fun show for you today. I'm going to play my conversation with my friend and colleague, Jamie Hudson of NBC Sports. We chatted on the aforementioned Locker Room app, like we do each week, Wednesdays at 6 p.m., so be sure to join us. But the conversation you're going to hear is... is you know, wide-ranging kind of state of the Blazers stuff, our predictions on the final 18 games, what do we think about Nazir Little, some thoughts on the Blazers' defense, some thoughts on CJ and Norm's future with the team, Zach Collins' potential return, just a a wide-ranging chat about all things Blazers. Uh, It's a lot of fun. I appreciate uh, Jamie for joining me. I've told her that, but I'll say it here on Wax anyways. uh, And and if you want to listen in the future, just download the Locker Room app and join us each week. It's available on iOS devices. It'll be uh, 6 p.m. on Wednesdays, typically, and if not, then I will announce it otherwise. So that's what uh, the show is going to be today is our, my conversation with Jamie. So before I drop you into that, I want to tell you about rockauto.com. It's the family business that's been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. And you can go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything you need from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks. All of it will be delivered directly to your door. The rockout.com catalog is unique and it's remarkably easy to navigate, so you'll be able to quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and then you'll get to choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices that you prefer. And best of all, it's those prices, because at rockout.com, they're always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals as they are for the do-it-yourselfers. Why pay twice as much for the same parts? You don't have to do that. Instead, you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way, they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the new Locked On Today podcast, where host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. So make sure you're following Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you already get podcasts. All right, so I'm going to play my conversation with Jamie Hudson of NBC Sports Northwest Uh coming up and I'm going to drop you in in the middle of a question from listener Adam. Adam joined us on the on the show and and this is one of the pluses of, of Locker Room. If you want to have your question and have your voice featured right here or just kind of be a part of this podcast community in a more tangible way, you can join us on the Locker Room app and you you could be featured right here just like Adam is about to be. So the first voice you hear is Adam asking a question and then you'll hear Jamie and I's responses and I bet you'll be able to figure it out. I guess I'm just trying to think a little bit more long term and I, I love your thoughts on this, but I like we know we have an offense that's fine. You know, it's not like we have a bad offense and a bad defense. But looking forward, Melo and I guess I include okay, CJ and Dan fall into here. But I just don't see this offense working that well, especially when it comes to playoff when you have three players who rely on, like, ISO so much. So then I look at Norm Powell and I'm like, man, imagine him taking CJ's spot. Um, you know, offensively, CJ's probably a lot better than him. Um but I'm just like, and how he fits in and how he differs from his game. So I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know when it comes to like, you know, that, that old mon- mantra of trade CJ uh, of how that works. You know, I don't even know. <laughs> I never used to even be on that. But now that I look at that, I'm like, you know what? Maybe they don't bring back Mello 
what would it look like if you trade CJ, maybe not get the greatest value back, but you trade CJ and have Norm step in there where it's just a different look. And so I, I guess I'm just talking about like that, that trade CJ thing. Like, is that something that would first off be likely to happen? Uh, let's say even if not, if you were the GM, like how would you handle that? Or should I not even bring that up at all? Get out of here. Don't bring it up. Get him, <laughs> get him off the stage. Bring the hook. Um, I'll, I, 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 Jamie, I'll let you go in a second. But I, like yeah. for me, if I was the GM, I would have explored this before. I would have explored it like three years ago and figure out what you could get. Um, because now at age 29 with $100 million left on his contract for the next three years, like he's not a sexy trade asset. So you're getting diminished value. So it's like, I understand the theory of trading CJ, right? Like you just, if you're playing with Damian Lillard, it'd be better to have taller players. Like, I think that's right. Like I think that's the mm-hmm. basics. Better have better defenders. But if you trade your second best player for like a super diminished costs during Damian Lillard's prime, during the sort of like final few years of Dame's prime, like is, are you doing the best service to your franchise? Um, I think it's really unlikely that Neil does it. And right now, to me, while I, I totally understand the theory, I think in practice, the way the league works, it seems like it would, it seems like you would, you would make the Blazers different, but probably not better. What do you think, Jamie? I, I definitely agree about, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Neil, when he, you know, he, He's got his guys and he's loyal to that and he's loyal to Dame and, and Dame's talked about it several times. We all we all know Dame and CJ's relationship. Um, so I don't think you're going to see a trade. And then like what Mike is saying, yeah, what would you actually get back for CJ? Um, uh, so that's tough. But Adam, I feel you. And I think it goes back to what Joey was talking about the defense and when you have Dame and CJ who play the most minutes, right? And they are these offensive star power guys, but yes, they've improved on the defense, but I really think it always comes back to at guard. You're you're playing these two and so that's the that's that's just been why the defense has been where it's at in my mind over the years. Yeah, because because um, everyone else has to be so good. Like to, like to your point, like if you if you're committed to these guys, the other three on the court at all times have to be such high level defenders that, like, just the calculation, the math gets hard. Like, can you find three dudes who are that good and can make up for specifically what you're going to need? A guy to guard point guards, a guy to guard big big stretchy fours, and someone to guard centers who can go, and then guard pick and rolls. Like, it's um, I agree with you, Jamie. It's like this. What they've built is a pretty darn good team with a a really not not a clear path to go from pretty darn good to to like truly championship great level competitive. Um, you know, weird things happen, but it's just it seems like the path is really challenging for them. For sure, and you know, I think about a healthy Zach Collins, and I know a lot of people are really down on him, and he can't stay on the court, and. Um, he just but, stopped using hair gel. That's my main beef. <laughs> he's using it again. I feel is like. he? I think so. Yeah. All right. You never text me about it when I ask you about his floppy. Hey, you never text me back. We well, got to get our our uh, <laughs> our hair gel thread back going, Jamie. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I really think once he can get right, um, just so for those who don't know, I I'm a Gonzaga alum, and I'm honestly watching him the one year at Gonzaga. I know he came off the bench, but that guy is 
is he can move and he's he's very athletic big and I just think he has such that mentality too where he wants to help this defense and he's been sitting on the bench seeing the problems right and I think that that will will help as well you know if he's still around I just I keep thinking about how he could be such a great piece off the bench to help this team defensively if you had to guess Jamie do you think he'll be back next year I do think so yeah me too me too I do and I I pause because I think Maybe even like a couple of months ago, I would have said probably not. But I, I just feel like he will be now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like the. I don't think he has done a value around the league. I mean, maybe someone exactly. will take a flyer on him. But I mean, right. I think the team that prioritizes him most is the Blazers, and they yeah. could offer him a little. You know, obviously he's a restricted free agent. If they want to keep him, they can keep him. But I don't think he's going to get like. I don't think he's going to get a sizable sort of like take a chance deal from anyone else. So I think it's going to be th- what what they decide to do. And I would assume based on the way Neil tends to do things and maybe he'll switch things up and make us all look stupid, but I assume that Zach would be, my guess would be Zach would be back. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I know Zach really wants to be back. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Do you well, think Jamie, for- if Adam, yeah, we have unlimited time, dude. That's, this is what we're here oh, for. Sorry, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh no. So in in regards back to uh the defense, actually did you see um Eric McCollum defending CJ on Twitter today about his defense? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just wanted to see if see that was pretty funny cuz uh yeah. it actually pro- proved he was a below average defender. Yeah, for those of you who didn't see cuz Twitter is kind of niche. I guess if you're on lo- on Locker Room, you're probably a Twitter user, but uh Someone was coming at Eric McCollum, CJ's older brother, and he was like, hey, listen, the league average defensive rating is 113 point something, and CJ's defensive rating is 116. It's proof that he's above average, um, which is actually the reverse because it's points allowed per 100 possessions, so the higher number is worse. Um, he's not the first person to make that mistake. That seems to be a weird common mistake. I guess like defensive rating, people think bigger number better, um, but oof, oof. Oh, kind of just just not a thing you want to come at someone hard with and be totally wrong <laughs> right <laughs> oh man yeah so my my last question is i you know being a part of a blazer fandom uh we tend to be very bipolar to put it bluntly <laughs> uh, and you know it swings game from game how we feel and, and last night even though it was a loss the the feeling was like you know a lot of optimism like it looked a lot better but i guess i just put out the argument that the Celtics don't really have like a skilled big man who can like really challenge people in the post. And I felt like that was a reason that, you know, we were able to defend better. Uh, and I think also coming off those losses probably spurred them a lot more. So I guess when mm-hmm. I look at it, I'm like, I just, I, I understand the optimism, but do we really think the defense is going to get better? Especially when like, as we saw it pretty quickly reverted back to mellow, and Cantor playing a lot together, and I just, I just don't understand that one. I know Stotts has talked about like a net positive, but the 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 week that we get a week of net positive from that, I'll I'll believe that more. I, amen, amen. Uh, Jamie, what do you think about the defense? Uh, oh, I feel you, Adam. I feel you. Um, I mean, just can, can it get better? Answer that question. I don't know. I don't want it too hard to answer the rest. Can it get better? <laughs> yeah, let's start there. Uh, you know, I think when, when we saw what Nurk was bringing last night, like when Nurk gets 
pissed off. Like that's, I I saw it in his eyes. Like he, he just, he gets so frustrated at times with how things are looking on the defensive end. And so I think that, that passion, that fire, it's there for Nurk. And so I want to say that he's going to be the, the guy that like, can can help this team want to play better defense I mean they talk about it all the time you know Mike we've talked about yeah this. it's not a want to oh. thing it's a it's a do it's yeah. an actually do it and the, the crazy part is I swear in this the last this last game and then even against Miami even though it didn't look like it they were communicating much more on defense because in a crowdless Moda Center, you can hear pretty well. So I could hear that, you know, Cantor was saying, hey, he's coming up on your left, watch the screen. Like they were, they were talking a lot more than they were at the start of the season. So it's like things are, you know, they're getting there. I don't know. But like Adam said, they revert back to, to just, they just are so inconsistent on that end. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that is really the thing. I agree with you. Um, It's, yeah, it's I mean for me it's like um they're capable of small stretches of good defense but not any like sustained ability on defense. And I think your point about Nurk's sort of like mental state is like one of the most sort of unknowable but most important things of this mm-hmm. season. It's like when he's like locked in, they they can be good. Um but he just it's like so many things with Nurk. He has to be healthy. He has to be engaged. Mm-hmm. He has to be in shape. He has to be yep. uh, not making stupid ass fouls. Like he just, I guess that's like some engaged in some ways, but it's like, he's got to check a lot of boxes for them to get there. And he just hasn't with the health and the, and sort of mental focus thing. He hasn't, we haven't seen it enough for me to say, Oh yeah, they'll be fine. Like I know that Nurk makes them better. And I agree with you, Jamie, like he, he's the key, but it's like, are is he going to be healthy enough and engaged enough to give them 35 minutes in the most important games of the season? Cause that's what they're going to need. They're going to need 30 plus minutes of Nurk. And right now, and this has been mentioned a couple of times, both from Bernardo Sarpi in the, sh- in the chat and Adam and his question is like, is like, if, if Nurk isn't, if Nurk can't play, like if Nurk, if Nurk doesn't have enough, um, if it, Nurk isn't cleared beyond his 25 minute limit, then you have to kind of play Cantor and Mello together. Um, or you have to do something that I don't think Neil, uh, Neil, I don't think St- Terry is comfortable with. So it's like the only way for the sort of to like save the coach from himself is for for Nurk to be healthy, and he's not. Like he, if he can only play twenty five minutes, it really it really makes things difficult for him. So you have to you have to play that Cantor Mellow pairing at least a little bit, maybe not as much as he did last night, but at least a little bit. And even in small samples, it's been. Super, super not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. And uh, I lost my other thought about Nurk, but I was going to ask you, switching it up, what do you think about uh, Nasir Little playing playing the two guard? What did you think about that? Well, well, he got one whole game of it, um, and then and then one extra five minute shift. He got you know one game where where they didn't have some of their players, and then another five minute shift. Um, you know. I, I think we get caught up a little bit too much on positions. Like I know, I know, um, I know Damian Lord called him shooting guard and I thought that was funny Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. notable, not funny. Um, But like, he's playing, he's, he's kind of just playing like a basketball player Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because like, he's not going to dribble and and, like do like guard stuff other than shoot. He can space the floor and he can defend twos. Um, So he can like, he can play. Um, I, I have been really impressed with his, with his, 
contributions. You know, I, if people think that I thought Nazir Little was going to be a bad basketball player because I didn't think he was going to be a star. They're like, you're a Carolina guy and you don't think he's going to be a star. It's like, well, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I watched him play a bunch of minutes in, in college. And I think he's just like, he's, he's not that like stars have shot creation ability. I'm not sure Nas has that, but he looks like he can really help. Um, I wish he got more minutes because he looks like he could really help. I'm not exactly sure other than just like take mellow out of the game, how you do that. But, um, but he deserves to play more. And the thing is like you saw mellow last night, like when he has, when mellow has it going on offense, he's not going to do much else, but when he has it going on offense, he's getting to heights that Nas isn't like Nas isn't going to score 25 the way mellow did. Um, he can help you in other ways, but it's like when Melo has it going on offense, he's touching, he's touching a certain level that Nazir Little at in at age 21 or 22 in his second season just isn't quite there yet. For sure. I just, I really like Nazir uh, guarding, like defending too. Yeah. He has, he has interest and he has length. I agree. Yeah. All right. Um, go ahead. No, you go for it, Mike. Okay. I'll go for it. We've got a couple questions in the chat. We got a question from Sherwin. Uh, who asks, what are your expectations for the f- remaining 18 games? It's a big, that's a broad one. Um, <laughs> well, uh, you know, they're 13 of their 18 remaining games come against teams that are 500 or better. So I expect some struggles because the Blazers haven't been very good against um, elite teams or even good teams. They've been, they've had a little bit of trouble with them, but if, if when if Tuesday's game against Boston is any indication, they're capable of being more competitive, and I expect them to be maybe not win a bunch of games, but not get not get sent home early, as Damian Lord said. What do you think, Jamie? You're probably that's probably as rosy as you've ever heard me. What do you, give me your even rosier take? I know I'm shocked right now. Uh, no, I'm I'm working on. I, in my life, I'm always pretty positive, but I also I don't want fans to to get annoyed by my optimism here. I just think that I've been around this team long enough that like I don't know six seven years, and so I I've seen team this team struggle, and I've seen them them play really well. And I think when you have Damian Lillard on the floor, you just you can never really count him out because even though I know Tatum made that shot last night, I thought. With like two minutes to go in that game, uh, I thought, okay, the Blazers—they they're gonna do this because they have Dame, they have CJ Mello was going. Um, CJ so, rebounding ace, rebounding monster. CJ, McCollum. yeah, how about that? I know that, and that's the thing. The team—they they were engaged last night. Right, they were all in, and so you didn't see that against Miami. <laughs> um, and I asked Mello, I, I knew he wouldn't really want to talk about it, but I just wanted to know, was there any kind of conversation that was had before the Celtics game? Or was it just something that they, as a team, they knew they needed to, to change whatever was not working on uh, Sunday against Miami? Um, and of course, he said there's no conversation. They just knew they needed to pick up the effort. And, and then it was there. So um, yeah. that's why... I mean, these last 18 games, they're gonna, they've got some, some tough ones in there for sure. Uh, you got to play the Clippers again here pretty soon. What, next week, I think? So uh, it's still going to be up and down, but I just think that um, Nurk is going to be the key like we talked about. But as long as he can get his minutes up, that's going to be really helpful. There's just so many things that are going to go into it, obviously. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's reasons to be optimistic. I think there's pretty real reasons to to think we know what this team is. Like they've played yeah. 54 games. Um, but I think there's, I, I'm with you, Jamie. I think there's real reasons for optimism. All right, in the third segment, come back and uh, hear a little bit more of my conversation with Jamie Hudson of NBC Sports Northwest on the Locker Room app. Like I said, join us next week, Wednesday at 6 p.m. But before we get to the rest of that conversation, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is just the fastest and easiest way to place all your sports bets. You want to bet on the NBA? I got that. You want to bet on MLB games that are happening all day long? You can do that too. You want to bet on the NHL entering its stretch run of the season too? Go for it. You don't want to bet on sports. They got TV shows, awards, reality TV, all of that's covered by real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline's got you covered for real-time news and scores too, and it's just the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. So head on over to their website, betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. The promo code is locked on, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked On Blazers. It's that time of year where you probably want to start knowing more about the best prospects that are going to be available in the NBA draft. Well, that's where the Locked On NBA Draft podcast comes in. They'll get you scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, full coverage of everything you need to know leading up to this summer's draft. So make sure you follow Locked On NBA Draft on the Odyssey app or wherever you already get podcasts. All right, here's the rest of my conversation with Jamie Hudson uh, on the Locker Room app. Uh, A couple more questions from the chat. Uh, Jason Tucker asks, do you think Dame is purposely not going as hard as he usually does this time of year? I ask because he has mentioned trying to rest more this year. Um, no, (laughs) no, I don't think Dame is playing less hard. Uh, I think he's not playing as well. And I think that might be because of injuries and sort of physical fatigue, but I do not think when I watch Dame play, there are times on defense where he's for sure taking taking plays off. Like he's not been a good yeah. defensive player this year. I'll keep it a buck fifty with you. Like he's been bad on defense. Um, but it's I don't see him. I don't think he's like dogging it to save himself. That's not that's not even how rest works. Like he would have to take a whole game off. Like um, you know, like he like he did against Detroit. So uh, or whenever that was when he took a game off. Um, Orlando. So like. Yeah, I don't I no, I don't I don't think so. Do, do you think Jamie, do you get the sense that Dame is trying less hard or giving less effort? Uh no, I think he's actually more banged up than he likes to talk about. For uh, sure. Just because he he's not going to the rim as much as he was, right? I mean, these last few games, it just it's not as often that you see him trying to take it to the basket. So yeah. I just think like maybe some people are thinking he's settling on shots. I just think it's more, yeah, like you mentioned, the fatigue and and honestly, and Jason, uh, you know, with the rest thing, I I think it'd be good for him to take more games off, but he just hates doing that, and he's talked about and it, they like, would lose. Yeah, they would lose. And, yeah, <laughs> they're just that. not going to beat many teams without Dame. Like it's like that's the unfortunate situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think you were saying you think I, I agree with you. I think. Um, get it, figuring out a way for Dame to rest more could be positive. 
Yeah. So, and I know Jason, you, you know, you mentioned he talked, he has talked about it and, uh, and that's why I was curious because I know he said it, but we're, you know, are they actually going to, they, they rested him in Detroit, but I don't know if they're going to rest him a few more. I just, I can't imagine it. Yeah. It's, it seems unlikely. Um, another question from Jason. Do you think this team sees the writing on the wall with Terry and it's affecting them? Um, I don't know if they, like, obviously the vibe isn't very good. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if, um, I don't know if like the specific, like Terry's job security is impacting them, but the vibe's bad. Like, I think we all can see that. Um, and, and everything goes into that the way that, you know, their effort in, in, in some recent games where they've just kind of, when it's gotten, when they've gotten down big, they just kind of, well, see ya. Um, you know, I, I don't think um, it's hard for me to say just cause you're just, I'm, I'm not, you know, not in a locker room. It's hard to judge just like little body language stuff and the way you ask questions and things like that. But um, the vibe is bad. <laughs> that's, that's the most I can say. Like they, if you know it, then they know it. And, um, and they're around mm-hmm. it a lot more than you. So, so for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I, I don't think that they believe that the writing is on the wall, Terry. I don't get that sense. Yeah. I, I mean, you're, you're around them more often than I am. I would, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I have, I don't have a vibe with the team. I know what my, I know what my vibe is. I don't think, I think um, this is the final couple weeks of Terry's Blazers career, barring something very special, but I don't know. You're, if you, if you can, if you've been around the team more than me and you think that they don't think it, I'll, uh, I mean, it's, I trust you, Jamie, like you said, seven years on the beat. Um, and who am I other than a pessimist? Right. Um, no, you're my realist friend. It's good. It's true. Right. I'm the realist. And you're like, listen, it's, it's not everyone. I, I'm not rooting for anyone to lose their job. Let me be clear. Um, I just like, yeah. I, that is my, I'm, I'm reading the tea leaves. Um, Joey Pushki got him in the chat says, yeah. as long as Dame is under contract, Terry will be our head coach. Yeah. Until he's not, I mean, and, and certainly in, and, until he's not um, another question from Joey Pushki in the chat, whose last name I'm just nailing, just knocking this out of the park um, nice. asks, I wish we had seen more of Gary Trent jr. Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Like we see now with Dame CJ and Powell. I want to know what's the difference between doing it, doing it now and not doing it with Gary Trent jr. Um, what what do you think, Jamie? Why do you think we're seeing the three guard lineup now, and we basically didn't see it uh, with with uh, when Gary was in tow? I'd yeah. say because Terry loves veterans. That's that's what I keep thinking. Is yeah. I mean, we saw Rondé Hollis Jefferson get some minutes, and I think it was just because he's. He had been in the league for six years, you know? Yeah. I think that it was also because it was like a weird game. And so he's like, well, this is the game I can, this is the game I can get away with it. So we might as well look at it. It's true. That's a good point. But I just think that uh, Terry has that, that trust and, and Norman Powell was already uh, playing that position. The Raptors. I mean, they were playing that three guard lineup. So um, it's kind of easy to to put that into place here, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Gary, CJ, and Dame this season, in the 2021 season, played 61 total minutes together. 61 minutes. That is so few. Um, Some of it, obviously, is because CJ missed 25 games. Some of it is Terry never went to it. Um, Like, 
we just never saw it. And I think it's a bummer. I My read on it is that when, um, for, for comparison's sake, Dame, CJ, and Norm have played 196 minutes together already. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like as soon as he was here, and I think that's part of why maybe uh, uh, Gary had a quote. It's like, I finally feel wanted. You know, it's like you see the guy who mm. replaced you and they immediately put it in. They immediately put him in the spot that maybe you that you w- envisioned yourself. Um, my read is that uh, Terry never liked it. But when the midseason trades come, I think there is more input from role based more input on role from the front office than there is um, with sort of like long-term stuff. Like remember when they added Cantor, uh, however, in the 2019 season mm-hmm. and Terry like right away was like, he's our backup center. And that meant no Myers, no Zach. And that was yeah. like, I think in part because when Cantor chose to join the Blazers in the buyout market, him and his agent talked to the Blazers front office and was like, we're only going to come here if we play. And so then it comes down from the front office, like, yo, he's going to play. And I think if the Blazers want to sign Norm this summer and they want to figure out if he's like a, you know, a $20 million a year type of guy, they need to play him next to Damon CJ and figure out if he can be part of the future. And I think maybe, um, in a way, perhaps the Blazers never really wanted to see, never, they didn't have the same um, emphasis to see it with Gary Trent Jr. because they didn't, maybe they thought his salary demands were going to be, end up being a little bit too high. Yeah. No, I, I, I keep thinking that about Gary. It's like, I, I can imagine he'd, if he would have stayed here, would have been making a lot of money or more than they want to pay. So. Yeah, I mean, g- good for Gary. Go get the bag. Yeah, bud. yeah, for sure. Go get the bag. Um, we got one more question from Jason Tucker, who asks, "Any thoughts on the report that came out about the Magic wanting Simons and Gary for Aaron Gordon, the Blazers being unwilling to part with Anthony in the deal?" Um, and then he asks, "And if that's really the case, for God's sakes, why doesn't he play more?" Because the coaching staff and the uh, front office are t- different entities. Uh, they're not, uh, I mean, at a certain point, maybe Neil can say, Hey, he has to play or whatever, whatever, but they did that for a whole season and he wasn't very good. So, um, yeah. Uh, what do you think about that, Jamie? I mean, you, we've kind of touched on at least the theme of that already. Right. Um, you know, I, sometimes I think about Anthony could be the future, like just look into that. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I go back to, you know, why if there was that deal, which we never really heard any other reports except, you know, what's coming out now. I mean, we did because Aaron Gordon was. It was linked to the Blazers for sure. And then it was like talks have fallen apart. And so, you know. Right. So as far as Simons goes, um, I go back to, yeah, Neil's really high on him. And just like you said, Mike. It's different the front office than the coaching staff. That's... Yeah, Neil likes his guys. You said it, Jamie. Yeah. He likes his guys, and and Ant is for sure his guy. Um, yeah. I don't think Ant is like I don't think like I don't think he's been very good in the NBA. I think he's been um, pretty mostly bad, quite frankly. But uh, that doesn't mean that he can't be good. Like he's still really young. Um, you know, he was probably thrown into too big of a role last year, and then hasn't been given a large role this year. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's a future where Anthony Simons is a, is a contributing player on a pretty good team, but like, um, it is hard for 
someone coaching for their job or coaching for a playoff spot to put a guy in that they don't really trust and doesn't have like a big body of work of being good when you have uh, quite frankly, like at this point playing Nazir little at the two is a better option just for defensive purposes. Um, Cause Ant is a weird fit next to Damon CJ defensively at this, at this stage in his career and this stage in their careers too. It's um, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's like a really big case to be made that Ant deserves more minutes right now. Like, I think that you could say he he's deserved more minutes up to this point, but like final 18 mm-hmm. games or whatever, it's hard for me. I would be hard pressed to believe your case that like Ant, Ant must play, Ant must play is like the solution to what this team needs. I don't, when I look at them, I'm not like, they could use another small guard who shoots. <laughs> Playing alongside Mello and Cantor. Yeah, see, that's the other thing. That's a really good point, Jamie. That's a really good point. It's like you, if if you play him off the bench, the bench unit that's already a little dicey is going to get even worse. Ant? Mello and Cantor is just an un, unusable trio. Um, so then you have to, you got to change up the rotation significantly or just it know that you're going to be buns on defense when those dudes are in the game. Right. Um, do we have any other questions? If not, we might call it a day. Yeah. Um, Let's let's get some promo in here. Thanks to everyone who joined us. Thanks to Isabel, whoever that is, Ned, Joey, Bernardo, Jason, uh, Adam, who was in here before. We really appreciate you all for uh, for joining us. Uh, if you want more of Jamie Hudson's work, follow her on Twitter, Jamie Hudson NBCS. Uh, you can also read all of her work on NBCSports.com slash Northwest. Uh, she's covering Blazers a long time. She's um, in the small media cohort. She's one of them who is there every single day. So uh, if you want to know more about the team, this is the person who you should follow. If you're looking for me, I'm at Mike G. Rich on Twitter. Uh, you probably already know about the podcast, but if you don't, Locked on Blazers is a place to find me. You can find it wherever you already get podcasts. We're going to do this again next week. Um, each week, Wednesdays, 6 p.m., right here in the same space. Uh, so, yeah, come back and join us. Jamie, as always, I appreciate you. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks, everybody. Good, Always good chatting with you guys. Yep, indeed. Talk to you all soon. That was my conversation with Jamie Hudson of NBC Sports. Make sure you join us next week if you have an iOS device on the Locker Room app. We do it uh, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. We'd love to have you join us live. It's a lot of fun. Tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them they can get it wherever they already listen to podcasts. Just search Locked on Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.